Well, hey, I'm Todd, and I want to welcome you to another reading of the Bible. I want you to think back to an old story in the Bible that you may or may not remember, and that's the story of David. David was a young shepherd boy, and of course, he killed Goliath. You've heard the story of David and Goliath. And in doing so, he became very close to the king, King Saul. And King Saul loved David until he realized that the people loved David more than they loved him. And he became increasingly jealous, increasingly angry, and he sought to kill David simply because he didn't like him. Now, in the course of chasing David down, David has a couple opportunities where he can kill kill the one who's coming to chase him. He's got every reason why he would kill Saul. Saul is trying to kill him, and yet he doesn't. He says to all his buddies who are trying to get him to kill kill Saul, why would I kill Saul? That's God's anointed king. And the reality is that each one of us is made in the image of God. Each one of us is the image bearer of God. And the scripture is very clear that we shouldn't murder or kill another person. We shouldn't take revenge on someone just because we want to. And yet, when we read this story, we're about to see people take revenge on Paul. And so ask yourself, when you are very excited or very zealous or very um, passionate about a particular cause, a particular thing, are you passionate and zealous for the things that Jesus is or that the world is? Do you go to rallies for things that would make Jesus happy? Or do you go to rallies for things that make you happy? Are you willing to stand up and say, no, that's not right, because Jesus says, no, that's not right? Or are you willing to say, yeah, I'm okay with that because I don't want to hurt your feelings? We have to stand up for what Jesus stands up for. And we have to be willing to stand like Paul does, even when people are upset with us. This is what it says in Acts chapter 23, verse 12. The next morning, a group of Jews got together and bound themselves with an oath not to eat or drink until they had killed Paul. There were more than 40 of them in this conspiracy. Now think about this. 40 trained assassins. These are guys who make it their business to kill Roman soldiers. They would hide daggers in their stuff and they would slash and kill Roman soldiers and then they would run away. They thought that if they killed enough Roman soldiers that they would free the Jews from their bondage, and that they would be released, fully neglecting the fact that God could release them if he wanted to, as he did in Egypt. And so these assassins turn their attention from the Roman officials towards Paul. Maybe when they found out Paul was a Roman, it was on. Okay, if you're Roman, we might as well kill this guy now. Or maybe it was something that Paul said that just set them off, but for whatever reason, they wanted Paul dead. Now we're going to read a bunch of scripture here. Stick with me. Verse 14. They went to the leading priests and elders and told them, We've bound ourselves with an oath to eat nothing until we've killed Paul. So you and the high council should ask the commander to bring Paul back to the council again. Pretend you want to examine his case more fully. We'll kill him on the way. So the plan is set. The trap is laid. But there's a problem because Jesus is going to protect Paul yet again. He protected him first by getting him in prison where no one could kill him. And now he's going to protect him by his nephew. Verse 16. But Paul's nephew, his sister's son, heard of their plan and went to the fortress and told Paul. Paul called for one of the Roman officers and said, 
Take this young man to the commander. He has something important to tell him. So the officer did, explaining, Paul, the prisoner, called me over and asked me to bring this young man to you because he has something to tell you. The commander took his hand, led him aside, and asked, What is it you want to tell me? Paul's nephew told him, Some Jews are going to ask you to bring Paul before the high council tomorrow, pretending they want to get some more information. But don't do it. There are more than 40 men hiding along the way, ready to ambush him. They have vowed not to eat or drink anything until they've killed Paul. They are ready now, just waiting for your consent. Don't let anyone know you told me this, the commander warned the young man. And so Paul has now protected, uh, or Jesus has protected Paul again, first by securing him inside of a prison where no one can get to him, and now by allowing his nephew into the prison, not only to warn Paul, but to warn the commander so that other plans can be made. So even when you feel like maybe you were at the end of your rope and there's no way out, God may be using your situation to protect you and prepare you for something greater. And if you're going to be zealous about something, I pray that you would make your heart excited about the things that heart, excite the heart of God and that you would run away from the things that Jesus tells us to run away from. God, let's, uh, we come before you today and we pray to you that you would move in our hearts in such a way that we would be in line with you. God, I pray that we would have the same passion and courage that Jesus had to stand up for what you call us to stand up for. And yet we would have the same courage and peacefulness to be able to walk away from the things that you do not want us to engage in. I pray that you would keep our hearts focused on you. And God, even when the times are rough and down, I pray that you would show us that you are moving even then even in the prison, even in the darkness, even in the murderous plots against our lives. God, we love you. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.